Hi, I'm Brian Maddox. I'm the host of the Consulting Trap Podcast. I am joined today with Sean Boyce, uh, the founder of Podcast Chef, and one of our early clients, Jeff Sirkin of Sirkin Research. Welcome, fellas. Thanks for having me. Um, So uh, let's kind of cut right to the chase. Jeff, can you tell us a little bit more about uh, about your firm, how you got started, where you're going, where you've been? That would be very helpful for our listeners. Sure. So I, I am a, a data analyst turned data-driven marketer. Um, and so as a result, something that I found in my own career as a marketer in my last stop in a full-time job where I recognized that it, it was really that it, what was holding me back was not understanding my audience well enough. And so when I was in the full-time job, developing really a data-driven methodology for how I could better understand what mattered most to my audience and then help me reverse engineer the marketing. It worked really well in, the, in that particular case. We doubled the revenue of the company. We're able to sell it. Um, and for me, it sort of said, well, wait a second. You know, th- this is really a thing that other marketers could use. And so you know, for about the last four years or so, been out on my own helping other marketers to be able to understand what matters most to their buyers. Not to, not to get too, too heavy into it, but I want to ask, because it's important, I think, for a lot of the, the, the folks that are listening, the, the prospects or the consultants or the folks that are listening mm-hmm. to the show, how did you find your first couple of clients? Yeah. So to be honest, you know, I, I was fortunate that I had a, a good referral network, right? Just, you know, frankly, when I was starting out on my own, I had been doing side consulting work for seven or eight years at that point. So I had former colleagues, coworkers, former clients of mine that had been in a bunch of other places. And so you know, I, I had I had sort of a, a stable to get started with, but that certainly wasn't going to be enough to really grow the business. And honestly, one of the first things I did was recognize that I wanted to play the long game, uh, you know, that, that this was not going to be something I was going to be in and out very quickly. And, and so for me, one of the first things, um, you know, and, and thanks, frankly, to, to you guys was, was really being able to start a podcast was was ultimately one of the first real decisions I made from a business development perspective. And it's honestly the thing that that has changed the most of my business. So uh, you raised a really important point. At what point did you decide? Um, you know, what what kind of intelligence did you use? What 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 were the signals that indicated you needed to stop relying on the referral network and add this, you know, podcasting or whatever it was as a piece to your marketing plan? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was more a matter of control. Right, referrals are great, but there's really no rhyme or reason for when they come in. And I've been fortunate that sometimes I will have a couple in a month or a quarter that kind of show up out of nowhere, but. I knew I needed to get in front of that regardless. I needed to build a strategy for myself where I could build a network that I could count on um, and be able to really create real relationships with people, whether, again, whether there are people I might want to do business with as a client, as a partner, um, or even just to deepen you know, my network. Um, and and I, all of those have really been benefited to me. But yeah, it was something that I recognized I couldn't just survive. It, it was different when I was doing it as a side hustle, right? Like where, where all, all I needed to do was fill... A certain number of hours in a week, and frankly, even if I couldn't, it wasn't that big of a deal. I had full time jobs, but you know, now when it was going to, this was going to need to pay the bills. Um, you know, I knew I needed to have more scope than I was able to to carry, and I wanted to have more control over it. It's the holy grail, right, of small business mm-hmm. consultants is the predictability and reliability for new biz. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Outrageously difficult to get to. So, so how has podcasting changed your perspective on that? What have you done? How did it work uh, when you got started? Yeah. So first and foremost, I mean, I think it's a, a funny story. I mean, it, Sean and I had a couple of conversations, and it probably took me until about the third conversation where it finally clicked in my mind the idea because I think. I, I was sort of stuck in this notion of what a podcast is and this notion that 
a podcast is this vehicle that you need to get thousands of listeners to in order to sell ads. And that's how you make money as a podcaster. It really hadn't struck me the idea of, no, the podcast will actually help create the network because it's about the guests that you're able to have on. And it's about creating a niche where the topic is very specific to the industry that you're looking to serve. Um, and so honestly, a lot of that came from with, with Sean's help. And, and that was you know really how this all developed, at least initially. It was an awesome journey to take together, Jeff. Um, you've hit the nail right on the head in terms of where basically why the value proposition with podcast mm-hmm. was designed the way that it was. I told a very similar arc. I, same thing, same story myself when I was building my original consulting business mm-hmm. was I relied on my referral network. I did a lot of in-person networking. That was great. It was effective to an extent, but it was super unpredictable, right? And like that, just the uh, the anxiety alone of not oh, yeah. necessarily where my next project is going to come from. And then the trap where it comes from, you know, the whole name of this podcast is because as soon as you get busy with work, isn't that stuff starts to yep. pay off because you just put in that much effort right now, mm-hmm. it takes you away from what you were doing in order to find that work. Right. So it becomes one of those things where it's, it's, it's a brutal like trap to fall into where as soon as you get busy now, all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is great, but what happens when those projects end up and then your heart sinks and it's like, oh, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> now what? where's the work going to come from next? Really wanted something that was able to be, I was able to kind of uh, be able to manufacture the kind of demand that I wanted. Mm-hmm. I didn't need like a crazy number of clients, but I did want to be able to find clients somewhat consistent, consistently based on a certain amount of input that I put into the process that I could be as busy as I wanted to whenever I wanted to be. Um, that was kind of the whole idea behind it. And you hit the nail on the head with the networking element, right? So like mm-hmm. you do business who they want to do business with and podcasting is just that much more of an effective way to network with people because you can offer them more value. You don't lead with the whole, you know, hey, you buy this as I like to describe it because no one wants to be approached in that way. That's right? it. Um, we're selling, but at the end of the day, like what we really should be doing is building relationships, building networks with folks. Um, so you explained it perfectly well, and it was an awesome opportunity to kind of learn together where we could improve and we could help you. Uh, so that experience was amazing. I'm super curious to hear more from you in terms of like what your experience has been like so far and like what you can tell us in terms of performance mm-hmm. that investing in this channel has done for your business. Yeah, I think, and even just to go back to the beginning, one of the funny things is as I think about it, it was when, when you and I were first having this conversation a couple of years ago, it was early in the pandemic. And it was this idea to your point of, I, you know, it was taking away our ability and my ability specifically to do any kind of in-person networking. And the funny thing that now that I look back on it is to say, I don't know why this wouldn't have been something I would have thought of otherwise, right? The fact that now this opened up the fact that it wasn't just, I live in Philadelphia, right? So, but this opened me up. I, I've had I, I've had guests on that are all across the world. And, and frankly, if I think about it, where is my client base? Are they in Philadelphia? No, right? They're all across the world too. And so ultimately this, you know, frankly, the digital platforms allows you to get closer to them. And so for me, first and foremost, I will say when I started, as a lot of other people did, I you know didn't totally know what I was doing, right? And I wanted to kind of feel it out, and so I had people on that I knew, some some friendlies. But honestly, you know, Sean, you you really gave me you know sort of the the kick I needed to say no. Like the whole idea is you know you need to kind of get out of your network. Um, and and so honestly, like one of the things I think about a lot, to your point, is just as it relates to business development. If I were to reach out to somebody that seemed like an interesting prospect for my business, and then said. Hey, do you want to hop on a Zoom for an hour or you know 40 minutes so I can pitch you on my services? No thanks, right? No thanks stranger on LinkedIn. But now when I get to say, 
hey, you know, now do you want to have a conversation? I have a podcast and I want to focus this episode on this particular topic that you happen to be an expert in. It now, there's, it's really twofold. One is, uh, you, you know, and, and, and Sean, this is part of the process, but I, have, I host an intro meeting with them, right? So where I get to have a half hour and I get to do a pre-interview, but more than anything else, this really allows me to create a real relationship. So I'm not just showing up to hit record and ask the same, you know, kind of like whatever I'm able to research about them. I'm able to start with that, but then see where the conversation goes. And now when we get into the episode, you know, probably about a week or two later, now there's real rapport there, right? Now I can even reference things that we've already talked about. So it it really does make the episodes better. It truly deepens the relationship. And then at the end of it, it allows me to say, yeah, in a soft way, if if you haven't shown any interest yet, hey, here's here's what who I am and here's what we do. And if you're interested now or in the future, happy to help. And you know, but again, but but ultimately that's not the end all be all. And and Sean, to your point around sort of the control over the demand, I've thankfully now gotten to a place that I do have a, a good amount of demand. And and I'm I'm sure I'll come back to this, but almost all of that, frankly, has been driven by the podcast. But now I'm at a place where it's not as much of I need this next guest to be the the next client of mine. That's not really the way I view it. It's I'm approaching this like I would of networking, where it's I'm planting seeds. I'm sort of placing a bet on something like this, and and maybe it'll grow, maybe it won't, maybe it'll turn into a partnership, maybe it'll turn in. I've had guests that became employees. I've had you know they're, they're it, it kind of can go a, a number of different ways. It's not just exclusively around this is a potential client, and here's exactly the way I see it going. Super well said. I love the kind of like hunting versus farming analogy. Yep. I don't call it that you described it, Jeff. And I think a lot of us in, in the work that we do, we want to live this like far, the farming element, right? When we're yep. comparing the two of those, hunting is exciting for various reasons, but farming is so much more sustainable when mm-hmm. it comes to the work that we want to do. And you've you've done a great job of describing how it can turn into so many different things because you're starting to build this relationship, right? Mm-hmm. There may or may not be an opportunity to help now, but even if there isn't that when they need that in the future, or if they're going to need that at some point, who are they going to think of, right? They have the best, strongest relationship with you at the moment. Plus you've already invested in that relationship. You've given them a platform to share their message, spread the good word as well also. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody wants to, you know, return the favor whenever possible. So even if they're out and about and they hear someone else and thinking, Oh, that person sounds like it's a good match for Jeff's value proposition. So yep. uh, good relationship with them. I can connect those dots as well too, right? The magic really starts to, um, the, as I'd like to say it when I'm describing it for people, kind of the kind of value they can get out of this process. It's very, com- it has a compounding effect once yep. you kind of start that process, uh, especially when you do things like, you know, you're sharing the guest episode and they're sharing it on your behalf, tagging you, you get a whole lot of interactivity, like you said, Jeff, potentially in a whole other area geographically or market segment of people now learning about you, your show. Also, they could also become guests for the show. It's like it almost quickly becomes overwhelming. It, <laughs> Process yeah. to manage the momentum, right? It, it, it totally is. And, and to your point, I, I love the concept of this podcast in general, the fact that it, you know, to some extent does become a trap because yes, it's, it does become a little overwhelming, but at the same time, if I think back two years from now, this is, these are problems I would have paid to have. right? Oh. So, and, and now I'm here. And honestly, I mean, so much of, cause to your point, like I, I've had guests that out of the blue, you know, referred me to other people. And, and now some of them are my, you know, when, when I think about my client base, Honestly, I really do think that something like 90 plus percent of my revenue from the the first half of this year alone is from people either directly or indirectly through podcast guests, period. Um, Yeah, but but to that point of, 
you know, it, it is farming and you don't, you can't know when the, the plants are ready to grow. Right. I had a, a client who had on the, the show well over a year ago. And at the time she was at a, a, a role as a, a CMO and, you know, that company wasn't ready to do anything and it was totally fine. And we built a relationship and then literally almost, almost a year later, she reaches out and says, Hey, I'm starting a new job at this company and we'd love to do business together. Great. And, you know, so again, and, and now we're, we're on our second project with them this year. And, but it's, it's that thing of, uh, you know, you can't necessarily have an expectation because I think so much of it is the way you approach it, right? Because this, this approach really fit my style too. I don't like doing pushy sales. I, I'm not the, I couldn't be a hunter if I wanted to, that that's just, that wouldn't be my game. And so this for me really matches stylistically where I'm able to have a real conversation and get to know people. That's more my style anyway. And then at the end of it, I'm able to softly put it out there. I want them to feel like it's their idea. I don't want to feel that they were pushed or pressured into it, or that was the reason that I had them on. Um, so, you know, again, it's the priority is creating a relationship first and whatever comes out of that is great. Love it. And, you know, I see countless examples over platforms like LinkedIn and otherwise where I'm mm-hmm. getting, I'm sure you are as well, too. We all are at this point, right? Where we're getting hounded by messages and yep. paragraphs long and it's, you know, buy this, buy that. Here's all this stuff. And I'm just like, we don't know anything about each other. I don't know anything about you. How are you going to start a relationship <laughs> by yeah. like, look at, look at me, right? Like, look mm-hmm. at me, look how important I am. And it's like, I have 50 of those people reaching out to me every day sometimes. And it's like, instead of that, you know, you wouldn't go up to somebody more than likely on the street and just be like, hey, you like buy all this stuff, right? Like, yeah. for whatever reason, it seems to be commonplace on these social media platforms. And LinkedIn is like one of the worst offenders. <laughs> Um, which really can help your message stand out from the crowd when it's, mm-hmm. it's no longer about them, right? The message that you're asking is you want to be a guest on my podcast. Now it's about yep. you, right? Like that's right. I want to feature you, right? So that stands out like bold and caps mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in the best way, right? So like it cuts through the noise and enables you to establish a real connection with someone. Um, and then you could start building the network in that way. And like you said, it's not, it doesn't enter that realm of that, like, you know, sleazy car sales kind of, mm-hmm. you know, pushy, anything like that. It's just about meeting great people, telling cool stories, networking. And then if there's opportunity to work together, great. Right. It, like you yep. said, if it isn't also great, right. We know each other, we can help each other in other ways. Mm-hmm. But um, if we've got our kind of um, aim kind of dialed in here, chances are I may or may not be meeting you at a good time where you know, yep. we can work together. I can help you solve problems. And to that other point you made as well too, where it's like, it, it's really starts to build a lot of momentum, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to hear you talk a little bit more about that as well too, in terms of like what the phases were in progress uh, on your end, but different about this time around, as opposed to the original, like, re- you know, basing your growth almost exclusively mm-hmm. off of referrals is you have more control over it, right? Where oh yeah. If it starts to produce more, you can pull back in terms of like reaching out to folks and throttling mm-hmm. it back a little bit. And if it starts to calm down or you want to grow more, you can throttle it back up. So it gives you that element of control versus before it was kind of out of your control. So I think that's a, probably a key difference. I'm curious to know whether or not that was, that's been your experience as well. Oh, oh, oh completely. And, and I think for me, the way I think about it is, you know, I, I do have an understanding of the guests I want to have on and, and what the potential I, I, I am, you know, to be honest, I am thinking about what potentially could, you know, what could be the outcomes of this, right? And so there are some people that are a little more purely sort of in a business development category. And then there are others that, you know, are, are maybe almost purely intentionally, like just people I want to have on or, or uh, like what I've actually done, you know, sort of the beginning of this year, especially is 
I was sort of stocked with all the client work I could handle, which is a great problem to have. And so for me, it was like, but I love doing the podcast. I do. So I didn't even necessarily want to slow down in terms of doing the episodes, but it was really just sort of changing the types of guests I had on. And so I really saw it as more of, I want to broaden and learn myself, right? So I would have people on, I I work with marketers, but I wanted to learn more about specific topics around like product-led growth and how to build content strategy. And so I would have people on that could speak to those really specialties and and for me, I was really learning, right? Like I, I could know enough about those things that I knew some of the buzzwords, but I wanted to learn them more myself. So I was having people on that, you know, were almost intentionally not people that I would potentially do business, you know, business with, or at least not directly, at least not now. There were people that were a little earlier in their career that I wanted to give a chance to feature. And I wanted to learn something from experts that are in their specialty. And so I think that's how I've really sort of tweaked it over time. And yeah, now as I'm coming to the end of some of that client work, like now I am, you know, kind of a little back in more of the intent of, yeah, let's, I have, I always have sort of a a list of future prospective guests. And so now let me find some of the ones that maybe more would be more of a a sooner sort of business development kind of target. Super cool. That that leads me to two questions that I think um, would be of of interest to our listeners, Mm -hmm. particularly folks that are kind of just going on that podcast journey. First, um, and, and I'll ask them both and then I'll, I'll remind mm-hmm. you in case you get stuck. But uh, the first, because <laughs> it, it happens, right? The first question is, um, you know, how has your, the content of your podcast um, kind of evolved since, since you started? Um, and, and second, you know, you, you mentioned using your podcast now as a tool. Um, what other sort of problems have you solved with your podcast? So I'm interested in kind of both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll start with the the first, which is really how the content has changed. One of the things I will say is I think when I was starting this, I felt very, I guess, imposter syndrome is the best way to say it, where I felt that I wasn't sure I had any sort of expert opinion to share. And so I really took the approach of, I want to have on experts that I can kind of pick their brain, let them sound smart. And hopefully I can just say something smart in return, but basically kind of shape the content around that person, that person's story, their career journey, things like that. And and so then over time, as I became more confident with my own voice and knowing that what I had to share was more relevant and that I felt more confident wanting to put that out, I had more people on that we could have an even discussion about industry topics. And so we've shifted away a little bit from somebody's journey as much as how do they get to the position they're in? Because part of that was just my excuse of A, making it even more about them and B, letting them kind of almost dictate the content of each episode. And now I kind of come at it from a a 50-50. I see it like a Venn diagram of what are the topics that I consider myself to be knowledgeable on and excited about talking about and and what do they too? And and again, that's also partially what I get out of the introduction meeting is I get to hit on a bunch of little topics and I get to find out where some of those, you know, sort of those more fruitful areas are. And so now I'm able to build the episodes around where we do kind of still do some of the initial high level stuff just to establish their credibility. But then I want to move as quickly as possible into some of these big picture topics of what's affecting marketers, right? In In my world. And so, but that's been a really intentional and dramatic shift, even if, you know, to the listener, they may not even notice as much, but for me, I think it's, you know, it's, it's been, you know, night and day, honestly, but I, I don't think I would have been prepared to do this version of it right away. I think it's something that I realized over time doing it. 
Um, and so, yes, I did forget the second question. <laughs> the, see, look, this is, this is good, but well, so we'll get to the second question again, now that I got question yeah. 1A in mind. And, Perfect. And question 1A is, um, you, you know, you talked about imposter syndrome and that's something that's like outrageously common amongst all consultants. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, it's a, it's a recurring theme. Um, uh, have you had the same experience I've had? I mean, I'm, I'm meeting with folks that are way above what I perceived mm-hmm. my original weight class to be. Yep. Like I am punching way out of what my original league was with com- some of my podcast guests. Have you had the same experience? Oh, totally. And one thing, just in my own career, just to take a step back, I, I did you know big company consulting. I worked at Accenture early in my career, and one of the things I found shortly after that is when I was you know when I was in other full time jobs, people would sort of see my experience as being so much more valuable. And one thing that I really took from that is that yeah, having five, ten, twenty years of experience in one company, you know, you're getting really deep. But frankly, it's recognizing how applicable some of those things are in other situations. And so for me as a consultant and something I learned very early on that I really liked having perspective that was a little wider and being able to say that, yes, I know that you are a special flower because you are in this industry that you think nobody can understand unless they're there. But I think there's like a, an idea in literature that there's only like seven unique storylines. And, and I've started to see the same when you do enough consulting, you start to see the same in business, right? So it's like, Yes, I know that you're a, a a large healthcare company, but I've actually seen the same in a growth stage SaaS company, right? And, and and here's how we solved that. But so recognizing, you know, sort of the problems are all very similar. And frankly, for me, it's having the broad scope of seeing more of them. Sure. So I don't necessarily have as deep an expertise, but I think I bring a different layer to it of sort of a broader perspective of seeing maybe some of those same things across industries. And and frankly, being able to I was just listening to a, another podcast earlier and the idea that in, you know, it, it was comparing marketing to medicine, medicine in the 1800s that essentially where everything was an N of one, right? So everything was based on specific observations of one doctor and then being able to put that into practice. But really where the value came from in medicine and when medicine actually took off to what we think of it today is when they started recognizing like, well, how do we kind of standardize across these things? And how do we see across patients and, and do standardized testing and blind trials and you know, but but ultimately, it's about having that broader perspective that actually it's it's different. But but it to me, it's I think part of it is recognizing that it's no less valuable necessarily, even if my total years of experience or anything like that don't match some of the people that I've owned. And now for the uh, you know illustrious second question. So you you know you started with um, podcasting solving a very specific problem for you and your business, um, but if your experience is anything like mine, and I expect that it is, um, it's solved novel problems as well. So what's the what's the surprise problem that podcasting has solved for you, or the surprise connection that you've been able to make? Yeah, I, I think, and and maybe this isn't as much of a surprise, but I think what I'm really drawn to are things like podcasts, and actually we're still in the process and very similarly of writing a book. Book, but and for a very similar reason, which is that it really bestows this credibility uh, upon you, right? So the idea that now, like having a podcast and having some of the guests I've had on and having done it for for you know a year and a half at this point, now gives me the credibility to go speak at conferences, let's say, right? Like it, it gives me sort of a leg up in terms of uh, you know in this way where basically the market has now bestowed this credibility upon me, this authority. Oh, I must be an expert in marketing because. I've talked to you know 50, 60 marketers on my podcast over the last year and a half. So you know it, it, it's one of those things where if you could get those people to come on, if you know these people, and essentially, like I don't have to say it, but but just oh, if those people are in your personal Rolodex, if you could reach out to them and you have real relationships with them, then it's almost like this 
you know, and, and, and frankly, because in parallel, I've been sort of building my own personal presence on LinkedIn, which is a very similar, you know, kind of methodology where it's you're playing the long game, it's taking time to start building those connections. And it's how much can you create content that's going to resonate with your specific, you know, ideal customers, not just, you know, sort of more broadly. And so it's not inspirational stuff, but it's very specific to my market. Um, but again, I think all of these really work together and it's really like it becomes the network effect of that. So that having now grow, you know, you can grow a following on LinkedIn because you have a podcast and you're connected to these other people, but then, you know, then you can get invited on other podcasts. You can speak at conferences because now you have a big LinkedIn network and a podcast. And so it's all of these things almost, you know, <clears throat> it's sort of this almost like self-fulfilling prophecy that each one of these kinds of fuels the other one, but it becomes this you know, really very positive, um, you know, sort of a, what's the opposite of a, um, I'm totally blanking on the word I'm trying to think of. It's like not, not the, um, anyway, I can't think of it. Um, yeah. Podcasting is a multiplier and has a compounding effect yep. for sure. Absolutely. So, um, Jeff, I think, uh, as we, we start to hit our, our target sort of time length here, uh, making sure that we see, uh, uh, we target these podcasts to make sure that if you, you need to walk the dog, you have enough time to hear a whole episode. <laughs> so I want to make that. sure we get to exactly that point. Um, but there are going to be folks that want to talk to you more. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to hear more about you. They definitely, uh, a lot of our listeners are like, oh yeah, I heard the podcast that you had for this mm -hmm. other person that used to be on your show or what have you. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about who should reach out to you? and how they should get a hold of you and where they can find Yeah. You. So I'd say mostly uh, B2B marketers, if you're in a position where you're not exactly sure how to get into a market and win, if you're struggling with having content that resonates, if you're not really driving the demand you want to be, fundamentally, we believe it's the, the root cause of that is not understanding your audience well enough. So our process will help you uncover the pain points, the priorities, and the phrasing of your market that will help you be able to reverse engineer uh, your messaging and content for them. And it's truly the only way to create new demand. Love that. I love the data-driven storytelling aspect, Jeff, as well, too. <clears throat> and you guys do such a phenomenal job of it, which begs the obvious question before we get out of here. Mm -hmm. I want to hear you talk more about what we've been talking about. Tell us more about your podcast. What's the name? Who do you have on it? What kind of stories do you tell? Where can people find more about your show? Yeah. So the podcast is called Long Story Short. We typically, it, it's all about, we're all about storytelling and connection. It's how businesses tell stories effectively. And so we have marketing leaders, entrepreneurs, and social impact advocates. Um, so that, that's typically our guests. And, and it's typically targeted, uh, the audience is really for marketers. It's people that are trying to tell stories themselves. And it's how our guests are able to connect effectively with their audiences to get their stories to resonate as well. Um, and it's available on essentially any podcast platform you listen to, long story short. Amazing. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, definitely uh, check out Jeff's podcast. It's uh, fantastic. Some of the stories on there are excellent. Big fan of uh, trying to crack the marketing code myself as well, too. So your podcast has been a big help having all the experts, including yourself on there to share those insights with us, really invaluable advice. Um, and then last question on my end is going to be, what's the best advice you have for people that maybe haven't, maybe even wanted to, to a certain extent, kind of get started with podcasting, but uh, haven't done so yet for one reason or another. Uh, if you think back to, you know, where you were back then, what would what's some of the best advice you'd have for your past self or anybody else who might be kind of in that area at the moment and considering it themselves? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things, and it kind of goes back to the imposter syndrome, is to recognize that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that there's somebody that would value from it. There's somebody that would value from your experience. And so being able to share your story, whether you are 
And I saw something, if, if you're a, a six-figure business that being able to help anybody who's not quite there yet, if you're a five-figure business and starting a side hustle, like it, there's always somebody who can benefit from your experience, somebody who would. Um, so don't be afraid to, to start putting that out there. And, and that's something it took me, frankly, even a year of doing this before I felt more comfortable putting my own story, making my own story part of this. But it's something that I've recognized and I've gotten a lot more value out of. So you know, just recognize that there's people that will get value from, from what you have to share. Some advice. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show today. Sean, uh, welcome back. We'll have you on as a regular. Uh, and Jeff, please feel free as you gain more knowledge and insight about podcasting and your experience in that space. Uh, please don't hesitate to come back. We'll get you back on the show. Love to. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have suggestions for future episodes or would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at brian at podcastchef.com. That's B-R-I-A-N at P-O-D-C-I-S-T-C-H-E-F dot com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet. Or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, we will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, what are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks. Thanks.